What's up, guys? This is Shonan, and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today we will read another question from email. The title it's pretty attractive, lah. No four hundred thousand cash, no home? Question <laughs> mark. Hi, Sean. Hope you and your family are well during this pandemic. I have a concern and it has been bothering me as I cannot seem to find the right people whom I trust to give me a good solution. I want to get a property for my own stay in three years' time, looking at landed or high-rise budget around 700000 to a million. I sought for my father's advice. He asked me, do you have 400000 cash? If not, don't even think about getting a house. Clearly, I am not going to get any knowledge from there, so I've decided to educate myself through the internet and hence I came across your channel. For your reference, monthly salary, 10000 age 30. I just want to know how much do I need to have in hand cash to buy a 1 million property, example, so I can gauge how much I should set aside. I believe you have lots of subscribers reaching out to you as well. If there were any videos you had posted before which is related, maybe you can paste the link for me. I might have missed them. In order not to take up too much of your time, can just watch from there. There are lots of posts and to be honest, I am still watching randomly as I go from newest to older posts. Haha. <laughs> that followed up with another email. Today, I continued binge watching your videos. I kind of found my answers. But I have a second concern. My father decides to buy a house and decides to use all of our names to get a mortgage loan. Three of us siblings. I am concerned if he was to buy that way, would it affect us individually when we want to buy our own property later on? Thank you in advance. Best regards, Miss YS. So first of all, thank you YS for the email and thank you for watching the channel. So just to sum it all up, 30 years old, 10,000 salary. Very, very good, right? Then the father advised that you, you would need 400000 in cash before you can start thinking about property. Then now the father wants to invest but put three siblings' name to apply together. What do I suggest? Number one, old school mindset. A lot of people don't understand the concept of leverage, right? A lot of people are very afraid of debts. So debts are categorized into two, good debts, bad debts. Bad debts are credit cards if you don't know how to use them. So basically are money, future money used to spend on things that you like or you want. Then good debts are loans or financial aids that will help you make more money or allow you to leverage on. For example, property, it's one of the only asset class that the banks are confident enough to pay 90% of it for you. If you're buying a 1 million property, the banks are willing to give you 900,000 and they give you 30 years to pay the balance. So that becomes a very, very big challenge for old school mindset like, because many may be very familiar with this statement. If I were to finish the loan uh, in 30 years, uh, it's as if I bought two properties already. Then why take so much loan? Two ways to look at it. Are you happy with your financial condition right now? Like, are you going to expand your wealth? Because if I'm still in the state of expanding my wealth, I will use as little cash as possible because I want to maximize my leverage to make more. For my belief, my case, I will buy a property using as little cash as possible. It's best that I don't even need cash or as cashback properties, right? But the condition is this property must provide the rental return that I want. So after I buy this property, for example, the installment is around 1,005, my rental is 1,006. So it can somewhat cover a little bit. Let's call it break even, okay? So property A break even, 
Then I were to submit my loan application two years later to the bank again, and I aim for another one, same method, use as little cash as possible to get another property that breaks even. Then I can multiply this again and again. So if every property breaks even or positive in some way, right, I won't complain if the bank makes money with me. It's like a win win situation. If it's for an own stay, right? If it's for an own stay, 1 million when my salary is 10,000, right? 1 million property is going to take up 4,000 in monthly installments. So you haven't calculated the maintenance fee, the utility fee and things like that. Then it's around 5,000 expenses straight away. Let's say my salary 10,000, uh, I pay everything up, left 8,008, car loan now, minus off 5,000, left 3,008 really and 30 days left to leave, then it's not worth it. And this I will not encourage at all. Like why do you need a 1 million property? Yeah, you will have luxurious lifestyle and things like that. But is it wise to spend more than half of your salary on a property that you are living in? You are bleeding out money every month and that will put you on a very losing end of things. Like now, when everybody or myself, I'm telling you that there's a property deal. This one you buy, you convert, make money, right? You cannot afford. You can just sit there and miss out on deals for the next 30 years. Hence the mindset of having 400,000 cash. By the time you have 400,000 cash or you take the time to save up 400,000, right? The property price will not go where already. Lah. That is the usual case where I share the story of my friend trying to buy property in Satya Alam. And she just come in the company, she keeps telling us about Satya Alam Terrace Houses. It's her dream house, she must aim to buy. She worked very hard for her promotion, she didn't get it. Right, so her salary is like 3,008, then didn't get it, increased 50 bucks, 3,850, but the property price increased from 400,000 to 500,000 really. Then by the time she worked harder, second year, she, oh yeah, I got promoted, 10% increment, now 4,003, but the property price is already 600,000. In that case, if she is privileged enough to be born with a silver spoon, or she has pharma foundation to fall back on, take some capital to dump it in first, then you pay back your parents later. That's okay. And most of the parents are doing it already. This is somewhat like give that kickstart, right? To help the kid because they can afford to pay the installment. Just that initial capital, right? Who in the world has 400,000? 40,000 also don't know God or not. Point number two, the, in, the capital required. For a new property, it's minimal, really minimal. But for a sub-sale property, you roughly require 18%. 18% means this 18% won't happen in one go. It will be broken down into your agent fee, SPA fee, lawyer fee, valuation fee, banker's fee, banker's lawyer's fee, then your stamp duty, then your MOT, and etc. Right? So all this happens in a series. Then later only comes the renovation and the ID cost and the repair cost and the chukai tanan, the chukai pintu, the deposit here, there for utilities. I think you get the picture, right? Hence, I think the 400,000 cash is to also include the furnishing. So I kind of understand where the 400,000 comes from, right? If for our own stay, for me to set up a family, I really want to buy a house to host my entire family together in a very beautiful home. 400,000, it's okay, but it really depends on how much you want to spend on ID. If I want to gold plate my entire bathroom, then 4 million. No? Hence my advice, right? It's to not or never overspend or never buy your dream home as your first property. Many may get emotional about it. So 
it's okay one lah. You will stay here for the rest of your life anyone, then it's fine. That's the old practice of things. Like we grow up in one house for 20, 30 years, right? But now if you think about it, Every 10 years, I'm like, okay, I want to upgrade. I want to change with it because life has changed so much. We no longer know whether this house is going to be the next 10 or 15 years really. So why dump in so much money in ID, right? Last of all, number three will be to share sibling names as the loan. I will disagree, totally disagree. If you want to really be fair to all siblings, use a will. If you cannot afford the property, then you need three children's name to get that property. Then I would suggest not to buy because like your salary is 10,000 already, right? What kind of property are you trying to buy? 5 million? 8 million, right? So many may think that they want to save up in terms of the transfer fee. When I want to pass away, I want to let my kids have my property, right? That's the worst one because if three person name is under the title, you need all three consent to proceed with any transactions. What if one sibling touch wood financially not well, then he wants to sell, but then this one got a fight with this one, then they don't want to sell because they don't like each other, then I will just make sure that this property will not sell, but this one desperate for money, then this one try to hide, yeah, it's like drama like that. I would suggest again to put in one person's name, your father's name straight away, and just prepare a will. Let's say if something happened, there's an executor to make sure that the house is being sold and the money is distributed into three different names. Then at that time, you are given a choice whether to buy up the other shares if you really like the property. That makes more sense. Lah. And yes, that will affect your future investment plans. Imagine this, three person names is submitted for loan and approved and you guys buy the property already. Let's say something bad happened. Okay, Two of the siblings refuse to pay, only you pay then you cannot make ends meet, then suddenly secrets not good, and the others don't care because they work overseas and things like that. I hope and I pray that I'm wrong, but these kind of things do happen. So to make sure that this totally will not happen is to not proceed with three names under the loan submission. You want to put my name in the SPA? Fine. But don't expect me to cough out my share for a property that is not even mine. Especially the credibility part. It's okay to include the person's name in the SPA without having their names in the loan. I think that's totally fine. It means that you just want to share the property with me. La. Okay, la. I, I gratefully receive. But if you expect me to also somewhat contribute to a property that you might just give away... Yeah. Well, Miss YS, I think that's my take from a investor, from a hustler point of view. I am still in progress to buy more property as I strive to expand my wealth, right? Not only financially, not only on legacy, not only on career, not only on family. I just want to expand things because I'm not rich, lah. Okay. <laughs> if I have unlimited cash or have mountains piles of money right 400,000 then fine lah like all the people just hatch you one property give you lah that's a whole different story altogether lah and I thank you for also bringing this up right because that displays the great difference in terms of mindset last time property 10 years loan lah, and people just try to buy off cash but now if there's a 60 year loan I would also take 60 years one because this concept of win-win leverage and things like that like not many people are very comfortable with it especially the older folks so I guess that's about it for this email and I hope I somewhat answered your question it got kind of far away I got kind of excited about it uh, thank you very much for the email again and for those who still have any questions regarding real estate do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com or you can just DM me on Instagram i-h-e-r-n-g and I will see you on the next one Love.